No man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and he is not the same man. Heraclitus If you grab onto a leaf flying in the wind, it starts to squirm, almost like an insect, almost as if it's alive. Now the question is, is the wind moving the leaf, or is the leaf moving the wind? Neither, it is the mind that moves. Greetings mortals, I'm your host Simon, welcome back to the library of Gnosis. Time is the moving image of eternity, Plato. What did Plato mean when he said this? Well, to put it as clearly as I can, your consciousness shifts through billions of motionless and timeless static parallel realities at billions of times per second, simulating the act of movement. You're constantly traversing through countless parallel realities. As the sentiment in the opening statement highlights, it is the mind that moves. Your mind is outside of time. It is the preceding cause to time itself. Your consciousness is what we would perhaps call a quantum object, as it can move both forwards and backwards in time. Time, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it is categorized as physics. Maybe it should be put on the psychology category instead. Let's use the logic and physics of the universe to verify this from a scientific perspective. Reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Albert Einstein, supposedly. An article from the digital journal titled Scientists Show Future Events Decide What Happens in the Past explains quantum time, if you'd like to call it that. Quote, the Australian scientists set up an experiment similar to the double slit one to try to estimate when particles took on a particle or wave form. But instead of using light, they applied helium atoms, which are quote-unquote heavier than light photons, in the sense that photons have no mass, whereas atoms do. This was significant, they said. Quantum physics predictions about interference seem odd enough when applied to light, which seems more like a wave. But to have done the experiment with atoms, which are complicated things that have mass and interact with electric fields and so on, adds to the weirdness. Said PhD student Roman Kakimov, who was involved in the experiment. Nevertheless, they expected the atom to behave just like light, meaning that it would take on both the form of a particle and or a wave. This time they fired the atoms at two grade-like forms created by lasers, although the effect was similar to a solid grade. However, the second grade was only put in place after the atom had passed through the first one, and the second grade wasn't applied each time, only randomly, to see how particles reacted differently. What they found was that, when there was two grades in place, the atom passed through it on many paths in a waveform, but when the second grade was removed, it behaved like a particle and took only one path through. So, what form it would take after passing through the first grade depended on whether the second grade was put in place afterward. Therefore, whether it continued as a particle or changed into a wave wasn't decided until a future event had already taken place. Time went backwards, cause and effect appeared to be reversed. The future caused the past. The arrow of time seemed to work in reverse. The decisive point when it was formed was decided was when the quantum event was observed and measured. 
Before that, whatever would take place existed in a suspended state. The atom had not yet decided what to do. Professor Troscott said the experiment showed that, quote, A future event causes the photon to decide its past. There is also good evidence that quantum processes take place inside our brains and within our body cells, as reported by The Guardian last year. End quote. I also have a video explaining the quantum eraser experiment, which shows the same thing. Cord up top. This is how we have what we call free will. Your mind is above time. Time is a side effect of your consciousness shifting through eternal realities. Kind of like swimming in water in a sense. Is this not what a prophet does? Predict the future. The English word prophet is a compound Greek word from pro in advance and the verb phesain to tell. Thus, propetes is someone who foretells future events and also conveys messages from the divine to humans. In a different interpretation, it means advocate or speaker. In Hebrew, the word nabi, spokesperson, traditionally translates as prophet. The meaning of nabi is perhaps described in Deuteronomy 18.18, where God said, And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Thus, the Navi was thought to be the mouth of God. The root Nun Bet Aleph Navi is based on the two-letter Nun Bet, which denotes hollowness or openness. To receive transcendental wisdom, one must make oneself open. People sometimes also have prophetic dreams, meaning they have dreams that turn out to actually happen in their life, among other strange phenomena. Viscount Ilya Romanovich Prigogin was a Russian physical chemist and Nobel laureate noted for his work on dissipative structures, complex systems and irreversibility. His reprise is Time Precedes Existence. In contrast to the views of Newton and of Einstein, Prigogin points out that statistical and thermodynamic physics can explain irreversible phenomena as well as the arrow of time and the Big Bang. The arrow of time is the concept suggesting the one-way direction or asymmetry of time. It was developed in 1927 by the British astrophysicist Arthur Eddington and is an unsolved general physics question. This direction, according to Eddington, could be determined by studying the organization of atoms, molecules and bodies and might be drawn upon a four-dimensional relativistic map of the world, or a solid block of paper. Physical processes at the microscopic level are believed to either be entirely or mostly time-symmetric. If the direction of time were to reverse, the theoretical statement that described them would remain true. Yet, at the macroscopic level, it often appears that this is not the case. There is an obvious direction, or flow of time. The symmetry of time can be understood simply as the following. If time were perfectly symmetrical, a video of real events would seem realistic whether played forwards or backwards. Gravity, for example, is a time-reversible force. A ball that is tossed up, slows to a stop, and falls is a case where recordings would look equally realistic forwards and backwards. 
The system is time symmetrical. However, the process of the ball bouncing and eventually coming to a stop is not time reversible. While going forward, kinetic energy is dissipated and entropy is increased. Entropy may be one of the few processes that is not time reversible. According to the statistical notion of increasing entropy, the arrow of time is identified with a decrease of free energy. In his book, The Big Picture, physicist Sean M. Carroll has compared the asymmetry of time to the asymmetry of space. While physical laws are in general isotropic, near Earth there is an obvious distinction between up and down due to the proximity to this huge body which breaks the symmetry of space. Similarly, physical laws are in general symmetric to the flipping of time direction, but near the Big Bang there is an obvious distinction between forward and backward in time, due to the relative proximity to this special event, which breaks the symmetry of time. Under this view, all the arrows of time are a result of a relative proximity in time to the Big Bang and the special circumstances that existed then. In the 1928 book The Nature of the Physical World, which helped to popularize the concept, Eddington stated, quote, Let us draw an arrow arbitrarily. If as we follow the arrow we find more and more of the random element in the state of the world, then the arrow is pointing towards the future. If the random elements decrease, the arrow points towards the past. This is the only distinction known to physics. This follows at once if our fundamental contention is admitted that the introduction of randomness is the only thing which cannot be undone. I shall use the phrase times arrow to express this one-way property of time which has no analog in space. Eddington then gives three points to note about this arrow. 1. It is vividly recognized by consciousness. 2. It is equally insisted on by a reasoning faculty, which tells us that a reversal of the arrow would render the external world nonsensical. 3. It makes no appearance in physical science except in the study of organization of a number of individuals, by which he means that it is only observed in entropy, a related mental arrow arises because one has the sense that one's perception is a continuous movement from the known past to the unknown future. This phenomenon has two aspects. Memory, we remember the past and not the future. And volition, we feel we can influence the future but not the past. The two aspects are consequences of the casual arrow of time, past events but not future events are the cause of our present memories. As more and more correlations are formed between the outer world and our brain, and our present volitions and actions are causes of future events. This is because the increase of entropy is thought to be related to the increase of both correlations between a system and its surroundings, and of the overall complexity of the system. Under an appropriate definition, thus all increase together with time. A cause precedes its effect. The casual event occurs before the event it causes or affects. Birth, for example, follows a successful conception and not vice versa. Thus, causality is intimately bound up with time's arrow. An epistemological problem with using causality as an arrow of time is that, as David Hume maintained, the casual relation per se cannot be perceived. One can only perceive the sequences of events. 
Furthermore, it is surprisingly difficult to provide a clear explanation of what the terms cause and effect really mean, or to define the events to which they refer. However, it does seem evident that dropping a cup of water is a cause, while the cup subsequently shattering and spilling the water is the effect. Physically speaking, correlations between a system and its surroundings are thought to increase with entropy. The assumption of low initial entropy is indeed equivalent to assuming no initial correlations in the system. Thus, correlations can only be created as we move forward in time, not backwards. Controlling the future, or causing something to happen, creates correlations between the doer and the effect, and therefore the relation between the cause and effect is a result of the thermodynamic arrow of time, a consequence of the second law of thermodynamics. I mean, strictly speaking, what is time really? It is never the past, and never the future. We are constantly chasing an infinitely small present that is gone as soon as it happens. You can never actually catch the present moment. Yet, it is all there ever is. Well, I think it's about time we round off this video. Do let me know what you think in the comments below. Thank you for listening, mortal. Yes, you specifically. Thank you. See you next time, mortal. Remember to hit that bell button to stay notified. Subscribe for more red pill content. Do give it a like if you enjoyed it, and feel free to share it. If you want to support my work, you can find me on Patreon at Library of Gnosis. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and BitChute at Library of Gnosis. The audio versions of my broadcasts are available on Spotify as a podcast at Library of Gnosis. Music is produced by Coda.